0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge week for the Scotland national team. Stevie Clark's woes continue with Nathan Patterson, Ryan Fraser and Kenny McLean, the latest to pull out of the squad. It was job done against Moldova on Saturday, but not done quite as convincingly as many would have hoped. Now it's Austria in Vienna tomorrow with the group opening up after their shock defeat by Israel. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. For me... This is the defining moment in Steve Clark's time as Scotland manager. A win in Vienna put Scotland in the driving seat for second place in World Cup qualifying Group F. Defeat to Austria could mean it is good night Vienna in Group F. Clark has to be bold in his team selection and in his approach to the match. He has to prey on a team who lost five goals to Israel on Saturday night and appear to be imploding. This is the chance to win the game we weren't supposed to win. Go on, Scotland. Surprises. Yeah, it was a big uh, goal by Lyndon Dykes to get uh, Stevie Clark's men a big break, Gordon, uh, going to the Austria game tomorrow night. Missed opportunities throughout would be a concern for Stevie Clark. But at the beginning of play, a win was a must. And uh, tomorrow we've got call-outs by McLean and Patterson also. 01419511025. That's the number you need to get in touch and have your say tonight. What about the game against Moldova? I doubt it entertained many of you. Anyone out there find space to acknowledge that it was all about the win or was the manner of the performance a concern? And how are we set up for Austria tomorrow? Because bear in mind, they just lost against Israel. So all of a sudden... Tomorrow night's game looks a little bit different than what it could have had Austria won the other night. So get all your thoughts in. You need to pick your team as well. This is pretty much your last chance to have your say on the team for tomorrow night. We've just told you Nathan Patterson, Ryan Fraser, Kenny McLean pulling out. Paul McGinn's been added. You've got the same group then, um, apart from that, that played on Saturday. So who plays? What's our strongest 11 looking like at the moment? Whatever your thoughts on Scotland the other night or Scotland tomorrow... Let's hear you on 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. And I always put this offer out there to you. Don't say we're not good to you. I know fine well international football doesn't float everyone's boat. So if you want to talk about something else, your own team, how you think the season started, your transfer business, how much you're looking forward to the return of the domestic stuff, you are more than welcome. 01419511025. Saturday afternoons without domestic football are a bit weird. I think oh. we can acknowledge that. What did you do? I missed you. I, I felt like coming round and just having a cup of tea at the Keevans house Well I, I took Lady Keevans out for a romantic dinner oh, Once, I'd, once I'd made absolutely certain Alec that she had her purse with her uh, So we, <laughs> we we went to Balach for a romantic dinner So the good thing about that is even the phrase You don't drive So not only did she take you technically She probably paid as well So I don't know how he can phrase that Alex As he, he took Mrs Keevans out for dinner But there you go uh, Still you, managed to do it didn't he? Yeah you, you phrase it this Is way. it your idea? You phrase it this way Cheapskate <laughs> Alex Rafe Saturday afternoons We were It's not often We're not in here yeah. no, no, no real uh, Talking points to go over Every every Monday night I always ask you a lot For your result of the weekend Your goal of the weekend Your sure. howler of the weekend You seen anything? No <laughs> a bit No no I haven't seen a great deal I watched I think it was one of the Partick Thistle goals Gone oh, The lad turned shout, and, yeah. and, and rifles it into mm-hmm. the top corner But you may well enlighten me Who actually scored it But a brilliant goal uh, All the same Uh Howler, I think if you want to talk about howlers, you could look at some of the misses <laughs> last night. I'm sure some of the callers will talk about that. And you're, if you're talking about a result, Hugh, sorry, I'm yeah. going to give my three right away. 
the, the result for Scotland's the most important thing on the back of that kind of poor run. Tunji Akinola is the name you're looking for but from Partick Thistle. Go on. He's got it. Why not? We've not seen. There, there, there no. are no other contenders. Just to go back to the howler aspect of it all, you know, we've only scored more than one goal in four of our last mm. 18 internationals, and one of those four was a friendly. So. That's the obvious concern going into tomorrow night's match. You know, managers are always quick to say to you, "I'm not bothered about that." We were in a, we get ourselves into positions to score, but we keep getting ourselves into position to score and not scoring. I wonder if we opened the howler of the weekend up to a more continental field, or even further afield, if we Brazil. opened it up to the entire. What, what about the Brazilian equivalent of Jason oh. Leach barging onto the pitch and calling? Can you imagine that here? Imagine the chaos On this phone in the next day Did you see that last night? Yeah I mean they've been in the country Long (laughs) enough To surely have been investigated With regard to the Covid protocols The game starts And then they On marches the good doctor Breaking City's statue of Mel Gibson Sorry William Wallace We could add that It's the worst thing to hit Breaking's Is Mark Wilson (laughs) Funnily enough I know I got a bit excited um, And that's That's the wrong use of that word But um, When you said that you were out for dinner Because I got a text from a friend On And I actually have a couple um, At the weekend to say I'm in the same restaurant as Hugh Keevans I no. can't believe it I'm out for dinner I, I, I'm in the same restaurant as Hugh Keevans I said oh brilliant He said I said take a picture Send me it Needless to say it is not you And it looks absolutely nothing like you And I appreciate <laughs> this doesn't work on radio But it'll give you a laugh Oh <laughs> yeah, It's going to dress the same as you Absolutely, the blue shirt but, oh, yeah. So anyway that, uh, well, It's ten past six and we're talking about Hugh Keevan's been out for dinner And <laughs> um, the Jason Leach of Brazil And the Mel Gibson statue in Brecon So you can tell it was a quiet weekend with no domestic football But it was a big night for Scotland on Saturday It's going to be a big week Whether it's good, bad or somewhere in the middle So pick up that phone 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB um, let's kick off by hearing from Stevie Clark, shall we? It seems like a good place to start. Then we'll take some calls. He says the quick turnaround between matches meant injured players had no chance of recovering before tomorrow. He says he was restricted in bringing in more replacements due to COVID testing protocols. I didn't have to lose him, but circumstances tell me that three players are not going to make it. Uh, Nathan and Kenny injuries from the game. Such a short turnaround. Difficult to get them back in time for this one, so they don't travel. And unfortunately, Ryan Fraser picked up a a knock in training but I did say after the game the other night and I wasn't making it up I had seven or eight doubts so losing three means that I've got four or five that have made it You called it one addition were you tempted to bring in more or is that difficult to do at the 11th hour for the final game given everything It's almost impossible to to do with the the turnaround and the the schedule for testing Uh, it's difficult Paul's not the it's not the first one that we've we've tried to call up over the course of the camp Uh, we've tried other players but Paul's the first one we've managed to get in, so we're, we're grateful for that. We're grateful for Paul for making himself available for, for testing very late last night to jump through the hoops and, and make sure that he's part of the squad. So it's good to have him on board as a, as a, as a good backup to the, to the team. OK, let's get stuck in. 0141-951-1025. We'll speak to Tommy first. What's on your mind tonight, Tommy? Hi, guys. Um, it's the game Saturday, obviously. Mm-hmm. I know we won one nothing, but by God, it felt like a draw or a defeat. It's what a hard watch that is. I know people keep people keep talking about the all oh, the multi million pound players that we've got that's playing in the Premiership tonight, but they're surrounded by I'm not going to say doggies, that'd be really unfair. They're certainly the less talented players in the Scotland team, so they don't look as good. Um 
and if we think we're going to go to Austria tomorrow night and, and, and romp to our victory, let it be everybody's talking. I think we need mm. to think again. I mean, to be fair, on the last point, I don't know anyone that thinks we're going to go and romp to a victory no. in Austria. So maybe knock that in the head early doors. But if, however, the game on Saturday, I'd be amazed if we hear. Alternative opinions to that, no. Alex. It, it wasn't a good watch, obviously. I was there. It was very difficult, Gordon. Uh, I thought the opening 15 20 minutes, I thought they looked yeah, pretty bright. Yeah, yeah, you know, I thought they, they, they got after them. And then the game just died to death, really. The tempo. Um, I think the missed opportunities sucked the life out of uh, the crowd as well. You know, uh, when you're at that level, I don't know whether it's a confidence thing with the group, Gordon, because you're actually talking about some very good opportunities. You know, they carved up some oh. guilt edge for me and to not take them. It got more and more anxious as, as time wore on And towards the last five minutes You're thinking to yourself It started to camp in a little bit So I think the one's very much needed However I think there's so much more room for mm. improvement I've done my research here <laughs> In the last 21 years Only five Stats man Yeah Only five players Have scored 10 or more goals for Scotland In the last two decades Ali And three of them have now retired John McGinn uh, is Number four And Stephen Fletcher Who doesn't want to play For Scotland anymore He's number five So For some reason Lyndon Dykes Was into the game Hadn't scored In, the, in 12 international appearances and Had it, been in good Goal scoring form For QPR yeah, though, I think, And, and that's, the, that's the mystery Gordon. He scored though he, he, scored, he's, he's, he can yeah. absolve it In the other night It was nearly a time for size Older gentlemen Will know what I'm yes, Talking studs. about Ah come on But you anyway You can't take it away from him He scored He did his bit But anyway I thought Nathan Patterson Was fantastic I thought Billy Gilmer Was fantastic It was great to have John McGinn back in the team uh, There were Elements of the game That you could be pleased with But We Cannot mm. Score a goal Tommy what do you put that down to? Well I, I represented my country at Massport I represented Great Britain at Massport And I'm looking at them guys on that park And they look so nervous I would have ran through a brick wall When I was running for my country These guys look nervous They look as if they're frightened I don't, I don't get that So I was going to ask God What would be through your mind When you're playing for Scotland? Well I think if you just go back to the recent results Was it 1-1 one, one, one in the last previous 9 games? So confidence is a factor There's no two ways and about it's, that it's chance taking as well, if you go back, we are going over all ground here. Remember the Czech Republic game; it felt so disappointing. But I think we had 19 shots on goal yeah. that day. Uh, I think it was 16 the other night, 10 from inside the box as well. So, we're, yeah. as the the obvious defence goes, as Hugh says, we're getting in the areas, we're creating chances. But eventually, that does that stop becoming a comfort, or can you still draw? If you I mean if you're Stevie Clark, do you still draw some well, it stop, positive? It stops from that? becoming a comfort when you continuously fail to score. Uh, you, you keep thinking One night One night It will all click into place I'm just astonished As I said Lyndon Dykes The championship's a real good level As you know Alec yeah. And and then he comes up here And it, it doesn't translate Into he international He scored the other night like, I think for, from Saturday specifically It's the chances we missed And you yeah. know but, Billy Gilmore missed a chance But he's yeah. everyone's man of the match And he's wonderful And everyone expect. And by the way I agree with that You know that wasn't sarcastic He's going to be the future for the national team. Absolutely. He missed a good chance. John McGinn missed a good chance. Who's who's scored a lot of goals for Scotland? So, um, I'm, I'm not sure. Do we pick out individuals? Dykes God, did miss God, nah, at, at the Euros, I guess. God, nah, I actually looked at that game the other night, and you could actually highlight four or five guys that had very good chances to score. You look at uh, Robbo coming in off the box, oh, a little given goal, which was a brilliant piece of play, chance. and he just slashes at it. So there's a kind of nervousness in and around that that box. And and you mentioned the other ones throughout the course of the night. For me. It's about having that composure at that level 
You know, because yeah. we can see we see these guys yeah. scoring every week, Gordon. You know, you see Christie, you see Lyndon Dykes. That's him got four in his last five games, so he's in good form. So I think it's pretty much he scored four in his last five games for QPR. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. his current form is very good. Get into the game tomorrow night. I'd be astounded if he doesn't start because of that hot streak mm. he's on. Uh, and for me, I think you have to put Shea Adams in amongst it because yeah. you want that bit of quality. Euro twenty twenty, three games, one goal. Mm. You know, it, it's a recurring theme. I feel like I. I I feel like that's a small sample though And that's where tournament football is great we, we wanted to be back there But I mean there will be loads of teams at the Euros I'm sure that scored Two maybe You know or three When but you're basing I, it over I, three I, games I'm with Alec in this one though I'd try Shea Adams uh, And Yeah Lyndon I think Dykes. it looks that way doesn't uh, it You know I mean, Again You know I know that Callum McGregor's out today Saying it's a must not lose Rather than a must mm. win That's his way of looking at it I just think in terms of uh, the psychological lift it would give everyone to win that game you didn't think you would win if we can get it tomorrow and you know form is important as you said Gordon now who wins coming off the back of a five goal defeat you know people should be looking for Scotland to sometimes you're the wounded animal though and that's yeah, the kick up the backside you need but to go from a five goal hammering on the Saturday night to a win even at home on the Tuesday night um it shouldn't really happen We should be getting uh, On I'm not, their I'm not, case I'm not sure about that though Because there's not An argument to say They're still a decent side They reached the last 16 of the Euros And the chances of them Having two consecutive Off nights are slim Doesn't suit my argument <laughs> I thought you might say that uh, Tommy so Not very confident Ahead of tomorrow ultimately No but we, we just Listen to what Alan and you said Look through our team um, Dykes goal, scores goals For his club Nisbet goals Scores for his club Christie scores goals for his club So we're not letting people Who can score goals We just can't score them I mean it is obviously A step up and the, the, the It's a tough school International football Absolutely. Alex Because games come along Every few months You might get a chance yes. Or three games As Hugh mentions at the Euros And if it doesn't go Everybody wants you binned And ripped up And, and you let's call someone else Like I mean for instance the other night It was a big chance For, for Kevin Nisbet I think yeah. he played a really good part In the goal He did do yeah And then thereafter Maybe wasn't Quite his night But you know that it, you, You're judged very yeah. Very quickly yeah. International level That's a good point Gordon And uh, the caller uh, Tommy's actually had a good point as well When he says that For the clubs are scoring goals But when you go into an international level When you get that one chance You have to take it Because they don't come along as often As domestic football And I think that is one of the reasons why We've struggled for such a long time When we get to that top Elite level And some of these guys Will be playing for good teams Across Europe they just don't seem mm. to be able to hit the back of the net gone. And it's been it's been a an Achilles heel, as Hugh says, oh. for the last couple of uh, decades. Uh defensively as well. We look a wee bit shaky at times as well, even though last night was um, you know, uh, we got a clean sheet which was a positive. But I'm not really convinced with that back line, if I've been honest. Uh, what in particular? I just think we pass up opportunities, Gordon. You know, you look at the the, the previous mm-hmm. uh, game against Denmark, I think it could have been five or six. Would Personnel though Do you mean Do we have options to fix it uh, What on against uh, Yeah p- p- Well potentially You could have played uh, KT More central Robertson there And then we'd maybe played With a wing back And a more natural right When we got that In the second half Oh so, the, the Denmark game sure, Sorry yeah, I, I thought you meant Like from the other night And then for tomorrow In terms no, of the no, players sorry, available I was just going back The last couple of games Gordon, So I was just trying to emphasise um, you know, the, the, the chances that were passed up Against Denmark Because last night It wasn't really I'll be honest with you I didn't see um, Moldova. They could be still be playing now And I didn't see them scoring um, Thank you Tommy Let's hear a bit more from the manager He says he's not reading too much Into Austria's 5-2 defeat to Israel on Saturday He thinks they're still a top quality side 
Despite reported unrest in their camp Very good team They showed that in the Euros uh, I think they, they came out the, came out their group Took the Italians all the way Which was a difficult thing to do Team that won it So they're good. they're a good team Good players Listen they've had one or two Fitness issues or, or squad issues as well, players not in the squad that they probably wanted to be in the squad, the same as we have. Uh, it's just one of those things you have to deal with. We'll go there, it'll be a tough game. It'll be a tough game for us and it'll be a tough game for them. I don't know if you've watched the game, but it was a, it was a very strange game. If you looked at the, the game objectively in the first half, it could have been 4-3, 5-3 Austria half-time. They had, they had some big chances in the first half, didn't take them. Israel were clinical. It's a result that maybe was a little bit unexpected to some, but the last time I think Austria played... In Israel was a Nations League game a couple of years ago and Israel beat them 4-2. There is some previous there. The Austrians now will be looking at this game thinking that they've, they've got to win. It's an important game in the group, but they're all important. The next one will be important as well and the one after that will be important depending on how results run. That's We're all, we're all scrapping for the points. 01419511025, perfect time to give us a call. We're going to hear from Callum McGregor. He says the game against Austria tomorrow is a must-not-lose but it's not a must win What do you make of that? We'll hear from you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 Austria against Scotland tomorrow Hot on the heels of a, a disappointing performance But a, a fine result um, a, a fine is a, An okay result I think we'll call it Hugh, are you happy with that? Is the word okay? You won't yeah. pull me up and no, the use of know, language. I, I'm seeing everything. What's in, a win? Sorry, yeah, isn't it? I'm seeing everything in black and white terms. It, it, the, the win was essential. It wasn't mm. the brightest, uh, and also, uh, I'd rather play Austria once they have lost five yeah. two rather than one five two. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to change the subject and talk about your team, your club team, you mm. can do that as well. Let's go to Kevin, who is in Bells Hill. Kevin, what's on your mind tonight? Hiya pal, how's, how's you doing? Good, Hope thank you. Well. Good, thank you. Yeah, um, I, I think Stevie Clark missed a trick with no bringing Ralston or even Sean Rooney in. I've nothing against McGinn. Yeah, he's, he's a great player. He, he does his job. But I think he's, he's he missed a trick bringing no Rooney or Ralston in. Yeah, I think I expected these types of suggestions. Sure. Paul McGinn was called in at the last minute. I just wonder how much we pay real attention, Hugh, to what oh. Stevie Clark said. Real attention to the words that he mentioned. He said, well, first of all, as everyone knows, the UEFA testing protocol, this goes back to last week as well when people were asking similar questions. Yep. You know, for, for the Wednesday game last week against Denmark, you had to be in the camp and tested by Monday morning. Yeah. So that was a problem. And Jack Henry had to fly direct from Belgium and all the rest of it. Bringing forward to this week, Stevie Clark said, Paul is not the first player we've tried to call up Yeah Therefore now, I'm not saying he's tried to call up Anthony Ralston I'm not saying he's tried to call up Sean Rooney That would not be for me to speculate on Yeah But why did he say it? We are living in strange times And whether there are Covid issues or Isolation issues or whatever it is He I felt it was quite deliberate that he said It's not the first player we've tried to call up Maybe there's nothing in that But maybe it's not as simple as I'm saying sure. He's a dafty for not calling up this guy, that guy or whoever I'm sure Paul McGinn takes no offence either uh, Because he would expect the national team manager to cast his net far and wide There might be a reason why Anthony Ralston uh, can't go and join the Scotland squad And I'm assuming uh, 
Uh, although I have no information at all, I'm assuming that Anthony Ralston would have been higher up the list than Sean Rooney, well, no, for maybe, example. Maybe not, though, because um, well, Sean Rooney is a, a, a fair. I, I thought you were going to say Paul again. The other side of this, Alex, just on a purely footballing basis. If you're going to call someone up at the very last minute It's always more likely to be someone you've worked with before isn't it And McGinn has yeah. been in squads Not many That's right. um, but It's maybe a bit easier for us on the outside to say Oh pick him in, in, instead of him sure. But if you're making an emergency call A last minute sure. Are you inclined to go for someone that, that has been at least been yeah. there before? I think he was in last uh, squad last year Never actually made an appearance I think it was uh, 2020 he was in the squad Gordon And uh, I, I actually think you're absolutely spot on And you, you described very well there about the language that Steve Clark used, he has tried to call up other people and because of certain circumstances and not been able to mm. bring them in and he's grateful that McGinn has actually pitched up because we do need uh, a supported uh, right back it, there. It's also the case that in this part of the world, if you don't play for Celtic or Rangers, uh, you're looked upon as an inferior life form. Therefore, if you're not uh, picking a Celtic player or a Rangers player, well, why are you picking him then? Uh, you know, Paul McGinn is there with previous... He's been in squads. Yeah, I actually said last week on the show that I was surprised at Ralston, but when you look mm-hmm. at the actual detail and you listen to how long it takes to get them into the country and so forth, it was practically impossible. Um, I mean, generally speaking though, Kevin, are those two guys that you think should be knocking on on the door if, even for the next squad if things are a bit more straightforward? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't mean Sean Goody plays this in Johnson. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, That's just yeah. you being cynical, don't you worry. No, but then, then you've got young McCarthy as well. And he could be a joke Yeah if in a centre back I mean the right back Situation has been I think we have to Really bear in mind What's at stake here mm. World Cup Qualifying group F Second place Is the, the, the one That everyone Ourselves Austria and Israel Are going for Because it will get Your play off um, With the greatest respect To Jamie McCart Or to Sean Rooney uh, They've been nowhere Near the squad Therefore He's entitled The manager to take the seriousness of the game into mm. account and who's done what. And Paul McGinn has been in previous squads. Difficult time though, Gordon, when you look at some of the call-offs and the, oh. the protocols and so forth. Yeah. It's been a really difficult camp this. Really difficult. I mean, yeah. if you get into the game tomorrow night without Nathan Patterson and Ryan Fraser and Kenny McLean, who've been the latest ones, you add to that Scott McTominay and Stuart Armstrong, you add to that the fact that we had the, the call-offs for the... the, or the not call-offs, but the, the guys who couldn't travel to Denmark and John yeah. McGinn who had COVID. Um, and we're now in a situation at right-back, Alex, where Stephen O'Donnell, I assume, will play yes. tomorrow night. He's not played for a month. Yeah, no, His last either. game was Sunday, the 8th of August for Motherwell. He's not played in a month. Um, so you've either got Paul McGinn, very inexperienced at international level, or Stephen O'Donnell, who's not played for a month. A and, month, and yeah. People are always very quick to say, Ah, he can't make excuses But we, Stevie Clark has been yeah. Dealt a tough tested. hand this time He's been tested Gordon So the, the dilemma he has Is to see where Stephen O'Donnell is In the grand scale of things He will assess him Over the coming days uh, Leading up to this game uh, And he will um, Assess whether he's Fit enough To go right into the firing line Because McGinn hmm. Most certainly has been fit And be up to speed What did you make of Nathan Patterson The other night If you go back to yeah. the summer There was a huge clamour For him to get in the Scotland team um, it was his first start, I think, in a in a competitive game. It was. Obviously, yeah. Pretty. He thought he had scored. I don't know if you noticed this. He <laughs> sort of wheels yes. away yeah. in celebration um, before Lyndon Dykes taps it in. What did you make of him? 
I thought he'd done well, Gordon. I thought he'd done uh, what you would look from him. He tried to integrate some of the stuff that you see at Rangers. He's bombing up and down that flank. He has the confidence to take people on when you get into that final third. And I think it was a wee bit slack at several times as well with passes and things. I thought he'd done really well considering it was his first international. I think he would have played... Young. If he hadn't pulled out If that makes sense Did he do enough the other night To without keep doubt. his place Yeah without doubt I, I I just I just think When you're chasing games And you're trying to take the game to The way that Scotland are set up as well Gordon with the three centre halves Your out balls mm. And your width comes For the type of players I, th- I just think When Patterson gets into that mm. Advanced area He's so much more uh, To offer than uh, O'Donnell I think to give you An Ange Postacogluism On this uh, You know We've got to be thinking Tomorrow night About taking the game To Austria and Patterson, I'm really sorry to see him go out because he would have helped mm. very much in that regard. Because if 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 the mindset is to in any way hold back and let them come at us, it will end in a negative result. Well, what were the positives? Because they do always exist, and it doesn't feel yeah. like it. And and believe me, um, I spent an hour and a half trying to get home from Hamden oh. the other night after watching <laughs> a turgid one 0 win. So I, I get that it feels like so much. Worse than it should have been, sure. and it, you know you're expecting Scotland to be a lot more convincing. But there well, are always few. positives. Yeah. What were they? But without doubt, I think when you look at the development of Gilmore, ah, listen, I, I love watching the boy. He has a range of passing which you don't often see in a lot of uh, young boys like that. He's willing. To, I, I said to you, leading up to the Euros as well, in terms of he gets the game but a scruff of the neck. He wants to get on the ball. He wants to get it fired out to your to your wing backs. And what I do love being a midfielder myself is when he's wrapping balls round the corner blind and it allows you to get people on a half turn. So I think when you look at if you want to be super critical, he should have scored. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was a, a guilt-edged chance. When you're Steve Clark and you're assessing that game as well, Gordon, you're trying to take anything, you know, because as much as the finishing was really poor, you would be looking at certain phases where you've managed to carve people up and a little give and goes with Robbo down the left-hand side. So these are things that you're trying to... Uh, Take into tomorrow well, night's game his touch When it was flying over his shoulder And he just Plucked, plucked it out of there Oh, oh <laughs> tremendous and Listen I just I just think that he is And, and I, still, I still believe That there's so much more to come Because he's just starting off this journey He's got all the ingredients mm-hmm. To be a real top top player um, Okay Let's hear from Craig Who's on the line Take it away Craig How you doing gents I'm sorry to get Two points But relating to the same issue mm-hmm. um, I, I think we have two main problems with our strikers right now and the lack of goal scoring. I think number one, uh, first and foremost, is the fact that when you look at the chances that we created uh, the other night there um, and some of the chances we created throughout the Euros, the vast majority of them are not actually falling to any of our strikers. That, you know, you look at the game there, yes, Lyndon Knight scores the only goal, but after that, the best chances fall to Gilmore, Christie, Robertson, Tierney, you know, it's your defenders, it's your midfielders, why aren't the strikers getting on the end of more of those chances? And you, and you might see more goals because the guys who are getting the chances are not themselves natural strikers. So it's perhaps not surprising that um, some of them are being missed the way they are because most of the time our strikers are not even getting on to the, the end of the opportunities. Yeah, interesting theory, Alex. I mean, John McGinn's got a good goal return for Scotland, a very, very good much. goal return. And that is there something about the way we play that because our... How can I word this without being unfair? Maybe our bet. Maybe that's because these are our, our best players. You know, we we look to get McGinn in behind. It's inevitable that Tierney or Robertson will cause some sort of yeah. problem down the left hand side. Um, 
Would you make a Craig's point that yeah, the striker should be on the end of more? Yeah, than... you'd like to see that, Gordon, because ideally, you know, you you put more money on these guys to score that. That I think when Lyndon Dykes is actually playing, Gordon, he seems to be the link man, and then you're starting to get runners going in behind or a little give and go around about the edge of the box, and unfortunately they are falling. But regardless of it falling, you, how many times have we seen centre halves or defensive minded players? If you look at Kieran Tierney's as an example, that's a header for six yards, unopposed. That that's not even you know you don't even get. I think most people would be begging for that chance. So that for me is is, is a guilt edge. That doesn't even matter whether it's a defender or striker. That should be buried. Mm. Uh, I think Andy Robertson will be really disappointed with the give and go, uh, and and it's the kind of lack of composure. And I'm talking it about reminded guys. me a little bit of a he had a chance like that in the Euros. Remember? Yeah, that there's been a couple that he's. Because we know he's got that great quality of delivery for sure. Liverpool. You see it, but sometimes when he gets in that situation, it's it's not it's not his forty. Clearly. Yeah, well, t- t- if you're looking about textbooks, you just get your head over the ball and hit for the back post. Even if you kind of bobble it into the far post, the keeper saves it. Then you've got a, a rebound similar to the the Patterson opportunity. So for me, it was a that was another opportunity. We do have the iconic strikers of the past. As I say, in the last twenty years, only five people have scored ten or more goals. Miller, Kenny Miller, now. Over in Australia um, Stephen Naismith Now retired uh, James McFadden Now retired John McGinn Is in the team I don't believe that Goal scoring should be Exclusive To the strikers uh, McGinn has scored 10 or more For Scotland uh, McGregor Got the only goal Of the Euros Christie has a goal In him So I'm not Concerned by Che Adams Or Lyndon Dykes Or Kevin Nisbet Although It would be nice of course mm. But We don't have the iconic Strikers of the past So everyone has to lend a hand The problem being That at the moment We're trying our best But No one's lending a hand really um, Craig you want to come back in? Yeah I um, I think You know um, But she was saying there Can I touch nicely On the second point as well Because I think Yeah obviously It can't be exclusive Strikers, but you, you know, if you've got three strikers going to be on the park at various points in each game, and they're maybe only getting four or five shots between them, that's not really good enough. But um, the wider point that Hugh kind of touched on, we have a real issue, I think, with the strikers in this country of the pool of strikers. You know, you look at we've got young upcomers in, in defence like Patterson and Gilmore in the midfields and players like that, and, and we're fairly comfortable in those areas. You know, you could make an argument for one or two other players not in the, the current squad to come in. I feel like with the strikers, we're kind of shot because out with the three that are there, who do you bring in? You know, Shanklin, well, he's had a couple of chances. I'm sure he might get a game again. I think the guys would agree with me when I say Griffiths is probably done at an international level. So that leaves maybe Tony Watt, who I've got to say, given that Nisbet has had that illness, might not have been a bad option um, to, to bring in uh, to, to the squad, given that Nisbet can't be 100% fit. But that is... For me an issue Because our two strikers We set up the other day there With a team And both are strikers None of them are naturally Scottish It's an Englishman and an Aussie and I'm not complaining Football nationality and that But that is a worry for me In terms of Our development of strikers Here in Scotland It's right. a good point And I wonder It's possibly one that we could do A full two hours on Alex I mean who would with the last proper effective number nine that Celtic or Rangers produced Even as an example Because they're our two biggest clubs That's the only reason I mention it um, Yeah it has been a problem for years In fact for a while there We were saying the same About centre halves as well But actually Grant Hanley's now starting to look A bit more established um, Playing at a good level yeah. there, there are a couple of options in there 
Um, but yeah, we, we don't produce many number nines. You're absolutely right, Gordon. I was actually trying to write my brains. You know, you're mentioning Tony Watt. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't think he's at international level. Uh, Nisbet's come into the mix, scored in his opening touch, really, uh, against Holland. Uh, so you think, here we go. Um, seen him a couple of times since then. You get Fraser Fraser Hornby, who is a different ball game altogether, gives you a physical presence. But is he ready to come into this level? I'm not sure either. They're either not ready for this level, or will never be ready for this level. Or uh, you know, look around you, uh, Celtic uh, Japanese striker uh, and new Greek striker Rangers, uh, Defoe, uh, Kamar Roof, uh, Alfredo Morelos, Aberdeen Ramirez, an American. I mean, it's it's still not ideal, but. Only, I don't know, two years ago, we, we didn't have Dykes or, Ad, or Adams. And I'm not saying you just celebrate yeah. that, but, you know, there was a time when, and Craig mentions, since the day he stuck two past Joe Hart, we've not been able to see much of, of Lee Griffiths in a Scotland jersey. Sure. It was all the McBurney. Stephen Naismith came back in and actually did a quite a good turn towards the, the end of his yes. his Scotland career. Um, yeah, guys like Shankland were mentioned. So I know it doesn't feel like it because we, we were missing chances. But with Dykes and Adams, you were, were in a bit of a better position than, than yeah. we could have been. A couple of years ago, you Absolutely. could be really worried about it. Yeah, if that's your roll of the dice for tomorrow night, Che Adams and Lyndon Dykes, okay. Uh, for me, that would be the best pairing. Uh, but there is a massive gap in the market. And, you know, if Celtic had a wonderful Scottish kid, he would be there. And likewise, Rangers, Aberdeen and Hibs, but they don't. Thank you, Craig. Callum McGregor. And lots of you have been arguing about this on social media So you might as well pick up the phone He says tomorrow's clash with Austria Should go down as a must not lose game Rather than a must win He says they need to be more clinical than they have been Yeah it's a must not lose game Rather than you know must win A win would be great You know everyone's feeling good um, You know a win the other night as well Keeps the momentum going And you know like you say we want to win the game It puts us in the best possible position But like you said if you, if you want to label it Then it's, it's probably must not lose at this level in, in football you have to take chances and you know we could have had three, four you know possibly five the other night which is great in terms of creating chances and you know the next step for us is to, to put them away and, and obviously get wins so you know we're always building all the time trying to get better and you know like you said that's probably the next step is to, to try and you know put those chances away What do you make of that then? Good time to call let us know 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here All waiting for you to join us though 0141-951-1025 Let's go to David Who's calling in from West Lothian tonight Hi David Morning Morning <laughs> How are you doing? You right? It might be in West Lothian I don't know if you're in some sort of Different time zone David That would be unfair of me to say uh, What did you make of the Clip we played just before the break While she were hanging on Callum McGregor describing Tomorrow as Must not lose Are you happy with that? Aye definitely Aye Very nervous about tomorrow actually Really nervous I was uh, I was at Hamden on Saturday night And I thought It was um, It was set up Nice Place was bouncing Atmosphere was brilliant the disco lights on and everything which is great <laughs> um, but it was a real missed opportunity for me I thought we started well alright um, but then it, just, it was just a really hard watch again and I know uh, you guys and uh, even on the, the telly they, they tried to put a, a right good spin on it and try to pick out the positives from it and there was a lot of good chances mm-hmm. we created but there's just something missing isn't there? there's just a spark missing we're, we're murdered up front that's going mm-hmm. and we really are 
Mechanics go on, and I know you've the last call. You're talking about that as well with the guys, weren't you? Mm-hmm. About who, who's actually going to be that that option? Who's it going to be? Yeah. I mean, David Wright. Not that this gets you to tournaments. Was a really good atmosphere, actually. I, it's yeah. the first Scotland game I've managed to go to in a long time as a, a fan, if you like, oh. and, and sit in the stands. Usually, it's the press box, or, or I'm in here with you guys. I think forty odd thousand for a game against Moldova. It was a pretty good atmosphere throughout. There were no real grumblings. Obviously, most people wanted it to be more convincing. Um, but yeah, the game then didn't didn't really deliver. And David says he's nervous for tomorrow, Hugh. The frustration for me, Gordon, is it? Sorry, I just want, just, I want to point it a bit more to that Callum McGregor statement, if you don't mind, because we've had a tweet in from David who said, it's a not-lose game. That's a shocking mentality, given the coach Stevie Clark has coached under and the experience he's he has, the talent in his squad. Surely we can go out tomorrow and take the game to him. And it, it's caused a lot of grumbling, that comment from Callum McGregor. But I'm also looking at the league table and wondering if it's just a statement of fact. Well, you know, Callum McGregor was not being defeatist. He was looking ahead and many people think if we get four points from the next two games, which will be Austria and then Israel, uh, four points from the next two games would be acceptable. Therefore, a draw followed by a win against Israel would be acceptable in Callum McGregor's eyes. My only fear from a journalistic perspective is if you say it's a must not lose game and you lose then where do you go from there no, but to be fair Alex we're very quick at, at, at jumping on these words and I've seen a lot of this why is Callum McGregor saying that that's so defeatist what what a loser's attitude and so on but the result the other night changed the group That that's just a fact it's not Callum McGregor's fault it's not my fault it's not Stevie Clark's fault Israel beat Austria had Austria beaten Israel the other night Tonight would have uh, tomorrow would have been a must win game. It, it would have been, but, but yeah. things changed, and you're allowed to change your your opinion based on that. So as things stand, we're two points behind Israel. We're one point ahead of Austria. If we draw with Austria tomorrow night, we stay one point ahead of Austria. We need to play Israel at Hamden, and you hope that you then beat them down the line. Now I accept that that might not happen, and we don't have a great track record sure. against Israel. But did the Israel and Austria result the other night change the must win nature of the game tomorrow? Because if it did. What's wrong with what Callum McGregor said? I actually uh, listened to what Callum said He says ideally we'll be going for a win But we cannot It's a must not lose tomorrow Because if they take a point and bring it back And then get the, the Israel result down the line Then you'll look at that point as a as a Brucey bonus My only concern is that People pick up in a, you know, and mm-hmm. they go like that Must not lose, it's defeatist And then on the back of what Andy Robertson said the other night Three or four years ago We would be with Four mm. or five Losing that game I don't think yeah, that is a particular a message to, to, to portray out there Especially for a guy That's done so much David, with, but, but then What's the alternative Hugh Because If As many people on Twitter Seem to want If Callum McGregor Describes tomorrow as must win uh-huh. And then we don't And we draw it Is everyone then left thinking That the group's over When actually it's not Because just look at the table We would still be above Austria I think everyone is seizing On the first part of Callum McGregor's sentence Must not lose game um, you know, and, and they're being unfair because four points from the next two games would be acceptable. My only personal observation would be: must not lose game means you'd be happy with a draw. I don't trust us if we are going for a yeah, draw. That's a different thing, isn't and it? And there is no penalty shootout to bail you out this time. Um, David, do you want to come back in? Yeah, I think uh, obviously that result. I didn't expect us really win that as well. Uh, was it a five-two finished? It actually shows that ours all over there one each wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, if we could if we could win at Hamden, it'd be fantastic. Israel, October isn't it? October the ninth. So yeah. again, the place will be bouncing again for that. And it's just 
As long as we get something on Tuesday, that's it tomorrow. We've got to get something. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, definitely, we've got to agree with that. Defeat would not leave us um, looking too good at all. And actually, it was a bit of a strange night. In fact, David, before I let you go, I just want to know how long it took you to get home the other night. I've forgotten everything about the game, and the journey home has just ruined everything for me because getting away from Hamden is like, honestly, what a challenge it is. Well, I, 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 I go to the hundred acre. It's the function suite out there, and it's quite good. <clears throat> and I usually just walk up to walk up that hill. You can put your car in the street, <sighs> and if you get yourself up there and out, then you're um, you're pretty good. That was a wee plug for hundred acre. I may get a free drink next time I go in. I'm going to follow you up there because honestly, what a nightmare it was. Um, but it, it was a strange night, Hugh. Um, yeah. I'm not saying this should make us feel any better about ourselves because that, that's not the way it works. But the all-conquering Denmark. Beat the Faroe Islands by one goal to yeah, nil. One, yeah. You know, and so Wales tonight we are being very hard on ourselves for only beating Moldova one <laughs> nil. Denmark are better than us. The Faroes are similar to Moldova, and it was one nil there. I, I think they made nine changes to the team though. Um, yeah, but they're, they're Denmark, they're yeah. the Euro semi finalists. You, you you would think that even nine changes would make sure that you beat the Faroes comprehensively. Um, I agree with you. It was turgid. But it was a win The win Had we not beaten Moldova Had that been a draw Had uh, Israel not beaten Austria The, the night would have been a disaster um, So It comes down to What I honestly believe Is a defining moment For Steve Clark. The team selection Tomorrow has got to mm. be spot on When players miss Easy chances in front of goal That's players fault Not Steve Clark's fault You can only put them up there to do their mm. best in that position But We've got to be I, I, As I say I don't trust us If we're going to invite Austria onto us I do not trust us Let's take the game to them Yeah Alex That's the other f- I, I get what Hugh's saying There's only so much A manager can do um, You know If you're missing chances but, but ultimately The manager still takes responsibility For everything And yeah. if we're not Functioning quite as fluently As people want us to In an attacking sense That that has to reflect In a way on the manager Yeah listen You can't get away from it Gordon Uh, Results will always be Down to the manager Um, You know we've seen Recent times where Managers have lost their jobs Uh, And again it goes down To the selection uh, For for these games as well Uh, Ultimately the players Have to take some sort of Kind of Responsibility as well Gordon Because I think some of the chances mm. uh, the other night were really poor. David, what about the team for tomorrow? Was there anything that that, that kind of caught your eye? I know you said you didn't feel like there were many positives, but I mean, take Billy Gilmore for instance. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you want him to play. Is there anything that you want to see changed from the team? Saturday, I thought he was brilliant. It's disappointing the Parsons out again tomorrow. I thought he was uh, shining light on Saturday night as well. Um, and, and yeah, but, uh, Gilmore was fantastic. And I thought. When McGregor came on as well I think we look better When McGregor's playing In our midfield as well I know he didn't start on Saturday um, So I know there's a couple of options I think I'd probably go with Dykes Or maybe go McGinn off him And that would allow McGregor To come into the midfield as well And that could be quite nice In the middle of the park With the Gilmore McGregor And Who's the other one? McGinn well, McGinn, there's, there's still room for them all there Alex Because you're nodding away You agree yeah. with David um, On the line What how do we go about it tomorrow? We've got injury yeah, problems We've got COVID issues And all the rest of it What's the strongest team We've got available tomorrow? Well I think you probably Keep the back line uh, Henry, Hanley Tierney Robertson at Left wing back It's a toss up between O'Donnell And, and McGinn Coming into the squad Depending on fitness uh, For O'Donnell In the middle of the part I'll go with Gilmore McGinn 
Uh, I think he plays better from behind the game. Uh, McGregor on the other side of Gilmore, and then I'll go with Adams and Dykes. Hmm. Okay, David, it was nice to speak to you. 01419511025. Get your calls in, we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. You think Tuesday night in Vienna is big What about Monday night in Clydebank The chance to get the Beat the Pundit week off to a good start If you're out there and you want to take on Hugh Evans or Alex Ray Now is your time to step up to the plate 0141 951 1025 Get your call in before 7 o'clock And you could be playing Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard You've got Hugh Keevens, you've got Alex Ray Pick up the phone and let them know what is on your mind If you want to look back on Scotland, Moldova It didn't impress too many people Judging by the phone calls in the first hour of the show You want to preview Austria, Scotland Let's do that as well We've been hearing from Cal McGregor It's a must not lose game He said not many people are happy with that description Who should play tomorrow? We've got all the usual difficulties with call-offs So pick up the phone and let us know your master plan And if you want to change the subject Now is the perfect time I said it at the top of the show Because I meant it I know not everyone cares that much About international football And you're choking for The domestic stuff to start back So if that's the case Just pick up the phone And let us know what you're making Of your club side at the moment 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB But we will do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It's a new week, a clean slate, a blank canvas on Beat the Pundit Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here and one of them will take on Ross from Castle Milk How's it going Ross? Um, It's going very well thank you Good stuff, have you ever played Beat the Pundit before? I have actually, I've played a couple of times before Ooh, how did you yeah. get on? I think I've played three times and I won twice. Well, just a serial, well, a serial player. Oh. That's, listen, well, we've been on for years, to be fair, so that's not that surprising. Should we just post the ball onto him? <laughs> exactly. Now? No, you can't. We've given so many away. Seriously, you two need to buck up. buck up your ideas. Put it this way Mark Wilson's at the top of the table, and we cannot oh. have that for much longer. Played fat. Is it five wins? Well, no, Hannah's got 100%, but he's only played like once or twice. Oh. So it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm it doesn't count. Uh, you did, yeah, fair play Even a broken clock, etc uh, Heads, it's Hugh Evans. Tails, it's Alex Ray You've got a chance to go again It's heads, it's Hugh Evans Taking on Ross and Castle Milk So, usual rules apply Let's give Hugh Evans some Clyde 2 to listen to He was just telling me at the break How much he loves the Jersey boys I wonder if he's got any Frankie Valley uh, In his ear at the moment um, Ross, you should know the drill 30 seconds Answer as many questions right as you can And you're more than welcome to pass and move on if you don't know, okay? Yep 30 seconds starts now Who currently wears number 8 for Rangers? He did it Who was the last Greek to sign for Celtic before Yakimakis? Barca Which SPFL Championship club features a squirrel on their club crest? Kilmarnock Name either team in Scotland's qualifying group who've only got one point so far what nationality is St Mirren's Jamie McGrath? Irish How many Scottish clubs has Liam Boyce played for? Three Name any player who's pulled out the Scotland squad since that Moldova game Patterson Okay, let's bring Hugh Keevens back You've got I a am. chance, I think I think they're generous tonight If oh, I'm being honest, right, right, you ready? Right. Okay 30 seconds, your time starts now Who currently wears number 8 for Rangers? 
Morelos Who was the last Greek To sign for Celtic Before Yakimakis Samaras Which SPFL Championship side Features a squirrel On the club crest Pass Name either team In Scotland's Qualifying group Who've only got One point so far uh, Moldova What nationality Is St Mirren's Jamie McGrath um, Irish How many Scottish clubs Has Liam Boyce Played for uh, three Name any player Who's pulled out The Scotland squad Since the Moldova game Nathan Patterson Name any Scottish club That Jackie McNamara Junior has managed uh, Dundee United Okay okay Ross what's the verdict um, Maybe a tie there With the last question Him getting the last one in Yeah I just particularly liked How I told Hugh They were easy And then he went out His way to make them Look not easy <laughs> uh, Even though that they were We established a couple Of weeks ago That you two are Hopeless squad With numbers. squad numbers I don't know but I think I may have got this first one Who is Ryan it? Jack It's Ryan Jack It's not oh. Alfredo Morelos um, Ryan Jack Did I mean, they call get that? No Ross is a Celtic Love fan him. I can forgive him um, It's Ryan Jack Number 8 The last Greek To sign for Celtic Before Yakimakis What about Barkas? Oh. Your, your favourite Goalkeeper The Greek tragedy Barkas 1-0 <laughs> To Ross In Castle Milk which championship club features a squirrel? Arbroath No oh. It is Kilmarnock Why? What, what made you say You were so sure about that? No, no It just came right in my head It's Kilmarnock <laughs> Alright, fair enough Yeah You ever seen the club mascots? What's, I, he, what's he called? Nuts or something It'll yeah. be, won't it? I think it's nuts to squirrel I remember a Celtic player And I tried to remember who it was Half time the, the squirrel stood in front of me Knocked the head off it Oh, he can't have that. He, 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 that, that That reveals the mystery He wasn't having much of a game And I think he took his frustration out of the squirrel yeah. Oh, the way you described that Is going to give me nightmares later on um, Name either team in Scotland's qualifying group Who've only got one point Faroe Islands or Moldova You both went Moldova uh, So Hugh, you're finally on the board But you're 2-0 down I think at this point So 3-1 uh, at this stage Jamie McGrath is Irish You both got that Liam Boyce You both invented a third one It's just Ross County and Hearts Two, two. Uh, Patterson, Fraser and McLean have pulled out since Moldova You both got that And Hugh got an extra question He got Jackie McNamara Has managed either Partick Thistle or Dundee United So a 1-2-3-4 for Hugh Keevans 1-2-3-4-5 for Ross in Castle Milk Well done to you Ross Well, well done, done Ross Thank you Cheers Good man Sign ball is on its way In about four months time Once we get round to it Because we're sending out so many of them at the moment So there we go Anthony Ralston wears number 56 for Celtic I tried to memorise it all one night and that's really what I Well Morelos is 20 is he not For Rangers So you were a, you were a few out I feel like I've told everyone this Alex Do you know the reason why I know Jack Because I, I think I had number 8 at one point as well Easy that's to remember I keep telling everyone this And eventually I think you'll probably be the last pundit in the sequence And I won't need to tell anyone anymore Remember the cutterboard cutout of Gordon DL Yes We gave it to a guy who won and beat the pundit But it cost £47 to send out Producer Stop Callum it. You should have seen the look in his How face How did you drop it off Callum? Exactly is, is a missed opportunity So it's Tell just 47 quid It's just a signed ball tonight Right Nothing else We can't We're going to get we're, we're bankrupt By the oh. end of the season If you lot keep losing It beat the pundit Right 01419511025 In the phones Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter um, What else have we got Oh see, There's always one Podzog says The last Greek Before that guy Was Big Ange It didn't say player Ah oh, come on We meant player Come on Pozog No one likes a smart Alec No we're not having that No 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 We knew it was a player Yeah it's got to be a player Got to be um, We're probably at that stage Alex Where 
if international football doesn't float your boat, which is yes. fine. I mean, each to their own and all that. You're absolutely desperate for the domestic stuff. It's been a whole week. You've been robbed. The transfer window's shut. You're waiting to see the new players in action. How are we set up for the end of this week if we look ahead? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, everybody will be looking forward to getting back. I think Rangers have the early kickoff at the weekend as well. It's an opportunity to apply some pressure uh, to your neighbours. And, uh, you know, I think everyone will be looking to get back. I think one of the key things as well after an international break, all the managers are desperate to get their players back oh. uh, fighting fit. Oh, we've got uh, St Johnston playing Rangers one time Saturday at Medemba Park. The first St Johnston game minus Ali McCann and Jason Kerr. What impact will that have on the team with two trophies in the cupboard, but their squad now minus two very, very good players? There's a few clubs as well at the bottom, Gordon, who really need to get their season up and running. Livingston, uh, you know, Stone Bottom, St Mirren haven't got a win yet either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll be looking to try and get that under the belt. And all of the signings that Celtic have made at home to Ross County. Juranovic uh, should make his home debut. Um, Ahead of Ralston. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, be harsh, would it not? Well, it may be harsh, but I think uh, Ange Postacoglu, you know, you bring in a player um, for that kind of money. Um, Anthony Rawson started the season very well, but I think Juranovic will be given the chance. Uh, obviously, we'll post Odson Edward. It will now be Furuhashi through the middle. Um, we'll... Go on, give me his name, the Greek striker Yakumakis Yakumakis uh, Will he play with Furuhashi Or is that too much for Ange Postacoglu? Well, Celtic have co- confirmed their Europa League squad For the coming upcoming yeah. group stage campaign um, I don't think too, shocks? I don't think too many surprises really I mean obviously you know the guys that have gone Edward and Griffiths and Christie um, Kind of on the last day Carter Vickers, Yakumakis, Yota all arrived They're all included Christopher Julian's also the squad. Is that a timescale clue, Hugh Keevans? Yeah, because yeah. if he wasn't going to make any of the group stage games, you wouldn't put him in. Although, uh, it surprised me slightly. I mean, uh, he had an awful injury and he's been out for months and months and months. Um, would he really be ready for a, a Europa League game? I'm not sure. It's just an option, th- though, isn't it? Alex? Yeah, absolutely. We don't know. But that might be giving you an indication he's getting closer anyway, going the fact that he's in the squad. But you mentioned Jotter and Yakamakis and, and these type. I think that will be. Exciting times for the Celtic fans to see these guys in the flesh and see what they're going to bring to the table. Do you think the it, it comes along so early? I feel like the season's just getting underway every year, and then the international break comes around. But having been involved in football as a, as a player and a coach and a manager, is it a first opportunity for taking stock and taking breath and assessing yeah. things? You know, without that manic. Midweek Saturday Midweek Saturday Start to the season Yeah I, I think It's it's welcomed uh, I think there was A few issues Particularly at Rangers There's obviously Covid issues uh, Leading up to the Old Firm game Gives people a chance To kind of just Regroup Refocus And then go again But The problem with Rangers And Celtic have Is there's so many players Away playing international duty So they'll be desperate To get them back Gordon uh, And I, I just I'm really looking forward To this next trunk You know You've obviously got The Europa League For both Rangers and Celtic mm. And then you also get The kind of domestic So it's it's non-stop And that's, I, I prefer that type of stuff Obviously the international stuff Is important Big test Alec You know No sooner have you played Your league matches Celtic at home to Ross County Rangers away to St Johnston Rangers then At home to Lyon Moussa Dembele And all uh, and Celtic away to Real Betis uh, Two big tests for the pair of them 
And they bring their own challenges, Gordon. They often say this mm. about you coming back from a, and, and I, I take it, that, you know, the travelling's not excessive. It's no five or six hours, but because of the test you're up against, quality players, it can be a challenge, and that's the importance of having a big mm. squad. Yeah, because this is the classic conversation that we have about how players need time to bed in and all the rest of it, and then a week later we tell everybody that you don't get time here because we're very unforgiving and all the rest of it, but. That that's now where that process kicks off. So that's an exciting time for fans because if you're a Rangers persuasion, do you now see Janino Bakuna straight into the team now that he's had a bit of time? Um, if he was mentioning obviously Celtic's deadline day business, when is it a case that you get them in no matter what? He mentions Juranovic versus Ralston. I mean, surely Ralston has to do something wrong before he gets taken out of the team. Yeah, well, that, the interesting thing about. Uh... Big Ange was that he said that uh, he was bringing him in to complement what we already had And I think that was partly because of uh, Ralston's performances And uh, I think if Ralston came out the team at the weekend I think it would be a bit of a shame Particularly uh, having done so well Stephen McGinn said an interesting thing when he was in here on Friday night Alec um, If you offer him an established team Who had previously won the league by 25 points Or a team who have made 12 signings of late And are having to integrate An awful lot of players into the team At the same time How does it affect the progress of The league title race And for Stephen McGinn He said mm. he'd rather have The settled team Than the one that was trying I mean, to integrate To players. be fair though and it, well, it, was a, it was an interesting point that he was making But that I think everyone would sort of, you know, agree most people And ultimately Celtic didn't have a choice You know it's not, it's not like It's not like there was the option there To, to keep a settled team A yeah. settled winning team I think circumstances Have had a lot to do with it as well With guys going out In the last year Gordon Obviously Christie was out In a couple of months So I think I think it was uh, Celtic had made the decision To let these guys go To that last year So it was always the case That they were going to have A rebuilding job in the summer On the back of an incredible uh, Trophy hall So it was just a natural progression And this is probably The most active You'll see Celtic For a long time I can't see Celtic Particularly when you look at the actual uh, contracts are firing out four and five year contracts to guys, so they they've obviously put a lot of faith in the the process. They've given them long term contracts, so I wouldn't imagine that again going forward over the next couple oh. of transfer windows. But uh, you know, it's not how they got here; it's how they move on from here. Uh, you know, the, obviously, um, Ange Postecoglou had nothing to do with the turmoil that had taken place before they got here, but now he has to deal with. A lot of new players Having to be integrated Into the side At the same time If they all do as well As Furuhashi He's laughing But Will they? Is that the way Alex Now that Behind the scenes Is that the way football clubs yeah. operate Where they take games In, in blocks You hear this sometimes yeah. the, the media line we get Is that we take one game at a time But sure. I, I think if, if Managers were completely honest They've obviously got Internal targets sure. And they'll look at so you know Next international break The goal. next international Absolutely. break It comes around quite quickly Is that the way it will be broken down For these teams? Yeah without doubt They'll look at each game They'll be looking to try and get uh, As much points as on the board as possible And uh, again within that They'll be trying to integrate You mentioned Bakuna uh, Again it'll be interesting to see When he actually makes his appearance Gone because Like Stephen McGinn said the other day I still think there's a lot more uh, players within the Rangers ranks Need to get their fitness levels up There's been guys in and out Throughout the course of the opening month You look at Kemar Rufus Spells in and out the team You look at uh, Kent having a, a hamstring issue Morelos coming back late Still could get up to speed So I think the international breaks came At a good time for Rangers um, 
Is it always that nervy weight though? If I mean, if you're Newcastle today, the sight of Ryan Fraser walking out the Scotland Hotel in a protective boot is far from ideal. And I suppose all of our clubs will be, Absolutely. you know, on that yeah. because he, that that one happened in training, yeah. as Stevie Clark mentioned. So that could be. That's why fans think international football is a pest. Well, you know, not them all. No, no, obviously. But uh, you know, if you're Celtic or Rangers fans in this part of the world, and a player suffers an injury at international football level. They tend to take the view that international football is a waste of time And that, that club football is more important Because you mentioned Morelos, Alex But he's not away with the Columbia squad That's this right, time yeah. I don't think That's why I, I, I was a good point Actually I meant, um, meant to bring this up last week So I was in the airport on transfer deadline day And he comes walking through the door No chance And you're thinking wow Where's he going? Was, was, he, come, was he arriving he, or was he going? He was going Oh, wow. And of course he's probably just away for a couple of days, which yeah. is which is more than entitled to do. Um, and I hope. His, Did you get excited? You I, think, oh, I, hope, I hope people know that. He, um, I hope there wasn't a secret trip away, and I've just outed them in front of the nation. But yeah, you know, just because of, of the time and it's deadline day, the guy's roaming around the airport. Um, but there we go. I'm sure he was just a couple of days away somewhere. He probably just came down to London to see a show. Was it the Jersey Boys you were recommending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Honestly. beat a bit of Frankie Valley. Uh, yeah, this is. Cl- see if you think it's all rock and roll behind the scenes in a radio station. Hugh Evans banging on about the Jersey Boys during the break. That, that's as exciting as it gets. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll take more of your calls. Do you want to talk club football? You want to talk internationals? You decide. We'll speak to you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here And do you know what's also here? The full-time teaser Did wow. you miss it last oh. week? I must admit though I loved giving I the tickets yeah, away absolutely. How good was that last week? So what did we send? Five pairs of tickets uh, To an SPFL match of the listener's choice uh, And £100 to each of them So yeah. we were we were in generous mood last week It got a great response So many people signing up for that one um, And it was good fun to do I was that devastated because I, got, I think it was Morelos was the, the, the first one I got it after three I was thinking I might even get a couple of tickets off of Callum but I'm just happy I don't need to read out those clues anymore Because Ridiculous. when it gets to clue 5 What was the one he had me for Sean Rooney the other night It rhymes with pro- Prawn Looney He made me say, I actually had to, you know, to say, say those words I mean, It's stitched me up but anyway, what, right, what, was so, it, what was on average the, the, the cut off point? No Question one, 3? No one dived in on clue 1 or 2 Ever I don't think It was usually 3 or 4 right. Yeah no one went for one and two Great. No one's brave Great enough stuff. Uh, But you do have a teaser tonight Which means we're relying on you You send the questions in We test the pundits And see how their knowledge is That's the way the full time teaser works So if you've got a good question Or you've got an idea Or you and your mates like to come up with these things Send them in And we'll try our best to use them on the show Full time at Clyde1.com So I'm going to speak to Ian In the city centre in just a second But let me give you tonight's question After And this is according to Mikey after Philippe Pilander scored for Rangers in a 1-0 win yesterday well, It wasn't yesterday, that's when he sent the question in um, Can you name the last 10 non-British or Irish players to score in the Old Firm game for Rangers? Morelos So I won't make a mess of that this time After Philippe Pilander scored for Rangers in the 1-0 win last week Can you name the last 10 non-British or Irish players to score in the Old Firm for Rangers? Morelos Yes Stephen Davis uh, he is definitely Irish I'm British go or Irish I said Oh, no, not. Roof? Hmm? Um, no, he's British, isn't he? He's, is he English? Is he... Yeah, no, Roof's not there right, Edward he, uh, he didn't score for Rangers, obviously uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> What am I up against here? In the Rangers Celtic game, is it? For Rangers, though 
All right. They'll yeah. have to score yes, for yes. Rangers. You're testing me here. Um, Candias score? Yes, well done. Okay, we'll leave it there. Yeah. You've got Alfredo Morelos, you've got Daniel Candias, and you've got eight more to go. So that's fine. I've got faith in you. I think you can do that. Let's bring in Ian, who is in the city centre. What's your point tonight, Ian? Um, my point's about uh, our attitude uh, in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I-, I think it's really poor. And like, I st- oh, honestly, I stopped watching Scotland. 20 years ago Honestly I gave up with them And I know that's sad But They always promise so much And, and deliver nothing They're still Doing the exact same Today And my boy Is 16 He went to the game The other day And He came back And said he wouldn't go back again He said I wouldn't go back And watch that Now I think that's A damning and so damage, uh, damage into your game because. Can I ask you, Ian, was that your son's first international? Yeah, it was his very first one, yeah. Sure. So he had one look and decided he wouldn't go back? Yeah, he, was, uh, he, he thought it was. The football was dreadful. He thought don't, it, don't you think, don't you think, as his father, and obviously having watched football for many years, that his first lesson should be that in football, there is good and there is bad? No, Scotland, but. Why? It's bad all the time. Well, well, they qualified for Euro 2020, so it can't be bad all the time. And you're, yeah, you, you're you you said about that. What a century! It's, we're talking about 20 mm. odd years before we. You can't just put one thing at the last 25 years and think, well, there's something. I'm interested. I'm interested in the time frame, though, Ian. So you said you you don't watch Scotland anymore um, for 20 years. So what what would it take for you to watch it again? I'm. Um, do you know what? I, I, that's a good question because I don't honestly know. I mean, but what can they post? What if they do? What, what, what can they do then? Well, start winning. I but, mean, the, the football. Well, they did win the other night. Let's but... be honest, right? No, but let's be honest. I mean, there's two. The other, well, a few days ago, people were phoning up your show and you were asking them when we're playing Denmark, could we cause a shock? They're coming on saying, "Yeah." I was sitting laughing. But the hoodie, hmm. we're never going to cause a shock there. Well, football fans tend to be deluded from time to time because they they have such a devotion to the team, whether it's a national team or a club team. I just think even if you haven't seen the team for twenty years, but you you know their attitudes bad. How do you know their attitudes bad? Because you, I, I listen to your program, I read newspapers, I see what people are saying. You don't need to watch it. You see the result. Oh no 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 no! Uh, you can't get away with that, Ian. I mean, you you can't condemn something that you haven't seen. Much as uh, I am uh, a devoted newspaper reader myself and much as I um, listen to this programme every night, whether I'm on it or not, Fair play to you, you. Cannot, you cannot write off a team's mm. attitude when you have not seen that team. Well, let's work through it together, Ian, right? Because you said you don't know. So 20 years and understandable, it was a pretty barren period. You said you've not watched them since then. Um, they made it to the Euros, so I assume that wasn't enough to change your mind. What what about if we made it to the World Cup on the back of the Euros? Would that be enough for you? Uh, you know, if we get to final, if we start getting to finals and playing good football, um, and and having a goal, I, I mean, but how how do you know that we don't have a goal? That that's the bit I think that Hugh's trying to to get down to. If you've not watched them in twenty years, how do you know they don't have a goal? Because I know it sounds stupid saying I've not watched mm. and and we don't. I, because if it wasn't for, like, uh, I've seen like, highlights 
every now and mm. again. But I know this. I, I, I can see every time Scotland play, and I listen to your show regularly, but it's always doom and gloom. There's never, it's like, oh yeah, we can't beat Moldova, then we know what they want to chuck it. We only just beat them. And I know we beat them, but we were nearly chucking it. A minute ago, we were deluded for believing that we could cause a shock, and now it's always doom and gloom. So I'm a little bit, a little bit confused. Because listen, if he doesn't want to watch Scotland, he doesn't. Sure. He doesn't have to to watch. I, listen, Scotland. I think, I think uh, in recent years it has been a difficult watch, Gordon. But as a football fan, you want to go and support your team regardless. Uh, and and uh, listen, uh, he's obviously had a bad experience. The young man Listen you're, you're going to go and see guys That are playing in the English Premiership How often do you get to see guys Like McGinn and McTominay and all that So you know To take them along Even just to see these guys If you, you watch go the to TV. Alec, If you go to one game I don't care whether it's Motherwell, Partick, Thistle, Celtic, Rangers Hibs, Hearts Dundee, United, Aberdeen If you go to one game And come back and say I'm never going back Then you weren't made for football in the first place Because football is about highs and, and lows, lows yeah. About disaster and triumph You can't go to one football match And say They're not for me Right Ian, here's the deal Right, We made it to the Euros If we make it to the World Cup Will you switch on the TV again? Possibly oh, You're a tough man to please I'll, I'll, There's a What an incentive Stevie Clark, if you're listening Forget the glory if you get to the World Cup Ian will possibly turn on his TV again What more do you need? 01419511025 We'll speak to Ronnie and Lanark Very soon uh, Alex, you are right And to be fair Mikey who sent the question in he's, Jamaica He's been in touch already And he says when I sent the question He was he said, I like the way it's worded He says when I sent the question He was English But he's now a Jamaican <laughs> international So I, I get where Mikey's coming from Fair enough, fair Gra- enough. Graham Allen flagged it up as well um, So yes, there we go You can have Kamar Roof Thank you Any more? I'm going to go for Nacho Novo Yes Oh um, Let Hugh guess Because I'm, I'm I'm interested to see If he's grasped the question By now uh, I'm not going to say Odds Nedbird again <laughs> Please don't uh, Nikita Yelovich Yes There we go He's a man in form It takes him a while But he's a man in form In the end Right we'll get the rest Of the answers And Ronnie and Lanark Next Oh not yet Bit early for the break I don't know why I did that I thought I was going to speak to Ronnie after the break We'll just do it now Forget that never happened uh, Ronnie, take it away Hi there Yeah, it was just about the um, Callum McGregor Like comment Just a bit Disappointed by it um, I just think it it, so, uh, it brings negativity in the team um, If you look at the Scotland Performance in the Euros Where we had our first game against The Czech Republic I think um, At home and that was branded as long as we don't lose the game. And I just think that seeps into the mentality of the players as, they, as they're playing the game. And I think that's maybe why you see these players that can bang in goals for the club side. But when it comes to the international game, they're just not the same because they're too tense, they're too, too, too stressed. I just think it's the mentality. I yeah, I, I get that. I get that, Hugh, because you, you want to always put across a real positive message. But let's. Let's put ourselves in Callum McGregor's shoes uh-huh. He cannot describe a game as being must win When it's not must win yeah. Because it isn't You know Factually in term, When people say that Must win as in If we don't win it We're out You know or We don't qualify Look at the, the group table It is not a must win game Now I get the, the connotations And it sends across a negative message for Ronnie But why would Callum McGregor call it a must win game when it's not? So What's the crime? No, there is no crime for me In a group setting Whether it's club football European football International football uh, You're looking ahead You're doing your arithmetic And you're thinking You know I, I 
point here would be good uh, Four points for the next two games That would be good For example when Lyon come to uh, Ibrox next week Some Rangers fans might think A draw against Lyon might actually be a good result And if Celtic uh, go to Seville to play Real Betis uh, They would certainly say oh, A draw would be a good result there uh, So in a group setting Mm. Uh, a, a draw away from home Could be looked upon Given that the next game is Israel At Hamden A draw in Vienna Could be looked upon as A decent Not damaging result I do get where Ronnie's coming from yeah. Alex Because The the close cousin of It's not a must win game People then assume that that means you are Happy With a draw But, but those are different things Are they not? I think Um I think when you, when you actually listen to the piece Because when I first heard that I thought That's a bit of a Negative uh, statement to make But when you step back And you actually look at What you've just described there Gone about getting a point here And then taking on Israel In, mm. in the next game I just thought on the back of uh, Midweek But when you, when you listen to Callum as well He actually said That ideally we're going to go And try and win this game But if we don't manage to do that Then it's a must uh, What did he end up saying? Not must not lose uh, game So I understand what he was going for there And he, he's just set it up nicely But I just thought on the back of what uh, Andy Robertson said the other night, I just thought the message is not quite mm. what you would like to come out of the camp. Do you see the distinction though, Ronnie? Because had Austria beaten Israel the other night and then Callum McGregor says that, then you can really have a go and say, well, that, that's not right. But the results the other night just opened the group up. Yeah. I mean, I'm not so much having a go at Callum McGregor. It's more... I just, I just think you know, if you take it, it's going back a bit. But if you take the game against the Czech Republic, yeah. I think, I think we're, I think we're far too happy to just accept that we don't necessarily need to win a game, as opposed to taking it the other way and thinking, well, do you know what? We're good enough, and we do need to win this game. Yeah, I mean that that is that's undeniably true as well, Hugh. You know, if you if you want to be if you want to be more optimistic and say, okay, well, go and beat, just go and beat Austria and beat Israel, and yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. you, then you're certainly. But no. I, but I'm, I'm sure that's not lost on. On anyone really No absolutely not But that's why I think Tomorrow is the defining game For Stevie Clark Because You have to think There is an element Of vulnerability About Austria At the moment On the back of losing Five goals to Israel You have to think That there's A chance there for you And I I think We need That result In this group F That you didn't think You'd get Mm -hmm. And that would be tomorrow night Yeah I remember Stephen McGinn Calling it a statement result On yeah. Friday That's what we need And we have needed that For a long time yeah. Hugh's right I mean the Austrian manager Franco Foda He meant to be on a Mission Well he's 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 on thin ice By all accounts um, Sabitzer Arguably well, one of the star men He's out for the game Alex I wonder Now Tivich is not bad Mind you We shouldn't we can never really speak in generalisations when it comes to football. I know what Hugh's coming from, but I'll go back to the counter argument I put forward earlier. It's all right saying, oh, Austria are a shambles because they lost 5 2 to Israel, but does that not suggest that they might bounce back? Because a team like Austria isn't going to have two of those disasters back to back. I mean, they did reach the, the last 16 yeah. of the Euros, what, two, two, two months ago? Yeah, that's right. I think one of the things that Stevie Clark also said as well, he highlighted that there was. Defining moments in the Israel game Where they missed very good opportunities Austria So I don't think we can take them lightly I think we don't particularly travel uh, Brilliantly either So you know we're going to have to beat the top of your game tomorrow To get anything out of this game mm. Ronnie, are you fearing the worst for tomorrow? 
No, I'm, I mean, certainly they're not losing many goals, so that's a positive, I think. Um, and obviously, if we can just sneak one of these, the worry is that obviously the, the strikers tend to be out in the wind areas as opposed to in the box, ready to put the ball in the net. So that would be my only concern, just in, in terms of the way in which the chances are created. It's not necessarily the strikers that are in front of goal to take the chance, but it has been created, but... Hopefully that won't be the case Hopefully Ronnie it was lovely to speak to you Hopefully we'll speak again soon Good stuff Cheers Cheers that. that was Ronnie and Lanark uh, I wonder if we did get clues the other night Alex About the team for tomorrow Now Nathan Patterson maybe would have played I don't know But he's now not in the yeah. equation However look at the substitutions John McGinn came off on 65 minutes Billy Gilmore came off on 65 minutes Andy Robertson came off on 74 uh, Lyndon Dyke Well it was only 5 minutes to go But Dykes came off as well and bearing in mind the guys that came on Callum McGregor He started the first game Got a little bit of time the other night Shea Adams He started the first game Got a little bit of time the other yeah. night So If you piece all that together Do you arrive at pretty much the team that you picked earlier on? I think so Gordon Obviously the right back berth will be the biggest concern For him because of O'Donnell been out for a month And then obviously drafting him again I just think when you're looking at this particular fixture You need Good experience either side of Gilmore. I just think Callum McGregor's ideal. John McGinn's talisman. Uh, and I just think up front you have a physical presence in Adams and Dykes. Uh, and then obviously the back, the back line takes mm. care of itself gone. Are there any dangers though? Looking at the, the players that have gone to the well twice already. That's a good point. It's early in the season. We know club managers don't like it, Hugh. Uh-huh. Um, players have been coming back from injury. The likes of Andy Robertson. Three games in a week Travelling as well Who? The, so The only way I could Counteract that Gordon Is to say It's the same for Austria mm. And they've been to Israel uh, no, On I Saturday don't, I, No I don't, I don't mean In terms of affecting The performance I mean fi- affecting Will these players be picked You know Andy Robertson's just back Is he definitely going to be okay To go to the well again Well he, he, Kieran, did, he, he So did. who are the ones That have played all three Remind I mean, me uh, They're Robertson, all two Robertson, so far Robertson, Tierney uh, Hanley uh, Gilmore mm-hmm. pr- played almost but, came most off of, but, but to be fair then Most of Dates. them came off So the only one would be Tierney then yes? yes He played the 180 minutes so far I think so yes um, Gordon the, the, the issue See the thing is When we talk about Club football And Stevie Clark Will be looking at this Assessing it See for me Stevie Clark's just got to Look after oh, his for own sure. You know So oh. he, he will pick His strongest team regardless He'll try and get a positive Outcome in the early part Of the game And then try and see it out From then all on the, in All the ones you mentioned they all run in Duracell batteries Other batteries are available Yeah I hope you're right I hope so um, Right So one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to get involved Or Hugh's getting excited over there Which is never You've just, you've just um, got me a name That's never you? good That means he's got one on the teaser So let me just reset that for you Mikey wants to know After Philippe Pilander scored for Rangers And the 1-0 win In the Old Firm game Can you name the last well, we'll call it 11 now I guess yes. The last 11 Non-British or Irish players To score in the Old Firm game For Rangers So that means No Odson Edward Hugh Keevans yeah, No yeah, yeah. Stephen Davis But you've got Morelos You've got Kandias You've got Yelovich. Roof and Yelovich Peter Lovenkrantz no oh. He's not he was, how, he was so excited with that answer wasn't he was he? yes Jonathan Johansson No you're going back too far Oh Pedro Mendes Yes Oh Any um, more Papach No We'll get the rest of them next right, okay. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 
0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've got Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray are here. Lots of your calls coming in about the Scotland performance on Saturday night and looking ahead to the Austria game as well. If you want to keep them coming, that's fine. If you want to talk uh, domestic stuff, more than happy for that as well. I'm even going to branch out tonight here. I'm going to do my oh. best. Stephen Mill and or Cassie impersonation. You can decide which with a traffic update on Clyde ah. One Super Scoreboard. It very rarely happens. But the Clyde Tunnel is closed in both directions due to a vehicle fire. Fire and police are in attendance. Please find an alternative route. But the Clyde Side Expressway is also closed tonight due to planned works. So you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. It's all about me. I have a spare room And the rates are very competitive I am not that desperate Believe me right. um, You can take the east swing In my house son, For nothing ah, Exactly <laughs> Casa Ray Right um, I'll manage Erskine Bridge Down the morning Not a problem Lovely. Right uh, Let's revisit this question Mikey wants to know After Philippe Pilander Scored for Rangers Against Celtic Can you name the last 11 As it turns out Non-British or Irish players To score in the old firm For Rangers You've got Roof Morelos Kandeas, Yelovich, Mendes, and Novo. Dashville? Nope. Um, Ehog? Uh, he got an England cap, I think. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether he'd. Uh, right, okay. We're struggling. Mm, I can see that. A couple are quite recent. I know. I'm mm. trying uh, to work In it. the Stephen Gerrard era? Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Silence is golden. Nah, it's not, not in the teaser, it's not. I've got one in here that haunts Had Mark you? Wilson in his dreams or his nightmares as it will oh, turn it was, out. Uh, it was the, the 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 guy that ragged all them on the line. Um, That's the very one. That's a great uh, description. Kuzans. Daniel Kuzan. Well done. Do you know? Do you remember we were on the show a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and you said that to me? I came across it on Twitter. Well, this I, is the thing. Right? Thought, every time, <gasps> every time the clip emerges, someone sends me it and says, sure. "You know, show this to Mark Wilson." Um, so it happens a few times a year And what happened last week Someone just sent me it Out the blue Right to say oh, I've just spotted this on Twitter Show it to Mark Wilson We showed it to Mark again We had a laugh about it But about three days later Was the actual anniversary of it So it came up again, again They yeah. managed to find numerous occasions In a year to bring it up Much to Mark's Katic. Disappointment There he goes Nicola Katic oh, I see you yeah. uh, Well done right Let's bring in Brian On the line Hi Brian Hi lads How's Hi, it going? I'm not so bad yourselves. Not bad at all. What's on your mind? It was just about um, what Callum McGregor said about the Scotland game. I think it's. I think obviously with the Israel Austria result, it's now a not lose game, and I think that's going to play into Stevie Clark's going to keep these a negative um, um, tactics to secure us a possibly a point, so we can take it to the next phase, possibly and doing Israel. And I just mm. think it's. I wish, I wish we had to go for a victory because we could see what we have, we have to do. I mean, I was on last week talking about Stevie Clark, how negative it was against um, Croatia and against Czech Republic. And I just wish this was a, an all or nothing tomorrow, but alas, it's not. That's an interesting way of looking at it, Alex, because if you're in the business of talking down Scotland or being yeah. critical of Stevie Clark, we, we've started pointing out that ah, we, you know, we didn't even beat Serbia you know, and it went to penalties. Obviously, that's true, but that was a must win game. You know, in, yeah. in, in, in in a way Well, it was a must-win game And actually that night we really did go in the front foot I feel like that, that almost surprised people Like we kind of had to and, and we were right at it We went right at yeah. Serbia Yes, I know they equalised later on And it wasn't a win 
but is, is Brian on to something there? Yeah. You know, when you when you when you feel like you need to win, might that take the shackles off a of Stevie Clark side? Possibly, Gordon. And uh, I said earlier on about the experience, but I would like to think with the personnel that we actually have, you know, your McGinn's, your McGregor, you can get hold of the ball. You've got good fullbacks who can get forward in advanced areas. And we just need service into these two strikers just to try and kind of take the game because I'm I'm very much where, where Hugh is at. If we sit back tomorrow night. I think we're in for a very long night I we're, don't think it suits our, our mentality No, we're not defensively resolute enough um, I understand that when you're playing Denmark You're playing top class opposition But we are not defensively resolute enough To think that we can go anywhere Certainly not Vienna And play mm. for a draw it, it It won't happen for us We're going to have to be Adventurous. Not so tentative mm-hmm. yet, it's the word Adventurous Don't be tentative, be adventurous <laughs> Here's the thing about this though, right I, and, and maybe I'm wrong Having never played Alex or, or been involved like that Although we might on the outside say That's neg- that you know that's an, as negative tactics It looks like we're playing for a draw Are we ever actually? Now, no. I'm a, right, so say, say Stevie Clark sets us up um, to, to, yeah, Not to press high, to allow them to come into the half Then try and nick the ball off them I'm assuming he's still doing that because he thinks it's the right way to win the game. Absolutely, it might not work. It might be the wrong call, but I'd be very. Do managers really ever set up to try and draw a game? No. What I, what I think he'll do tomorrow, he might be a wee bit more cagey, Gordon. It's about how you approach this game because you can't just go out and go right. We're going to go toe to toe. But that's my point. Them. People Absolutely. will then watch that and say, "Oh, we're playing for a draw." When actually, but it's not, Gordon. It's, it's not. You're actually going to a game plan, a strategy. You, you often see it with Rangers and Celtic in Europe as well when they're playing against better. Opposition, they just sit in, they dig in, and then they try and work uh, either a set play, uh, a transition. Does the problem come though? Tried it in Denmark and we were two 0 down. The game was gone. It, you know that it, that's clearly the issue. Yeah, no, without a shadow of doubt, Gordon, and it's about getting that right. Uh, I actually thought against uh, Denmark we were very passive. We mm. can't afford to be that. We have to be really in their faces, and that's within a structure. So for me, it's about being a lot more uh, aggressive against. For me, lesser. Quality than uh, Denmark have. Had last yeah, week. Not much though That's the problem Hugh Still the last 16 of the Euros I know you're saying That they had a poor result The other night And they uh-huh. did But this is, this is not This is not an easy game you know, either I, I think Stevie Clark Needs this one um, I'm, I'm not concerned About last week's row Over the, the contract extension uh, It's not as if The SFA are going to Withdraw the contract extension He is the manager His Time as Scotland manager Has been characterised by not really beating the top drawer teams He's good against Cyprus and San Marino and Kazakhstan and the Faroe Islands However, we need a scalper too And yes, they were in the last 16 of Euro 2020, Austria They would count as a scalp Can we try and take it please? Um, Brian, it was Callum McGregor's comments that obviously sparked all of this Would you expect him to come back into the starting living tomorrow? And what, what else are you expecting to see? I might you hope so, but I'm maybe backtracking my point. I mean, the point I should have made was try not to lose rather than play for a draw. That's maybe the better way I should have put, I should have wanted it. And I think I'm, I'm hoping that we I'm hoping that we go for two up two up front. But I don't I don't think it will. I think we've got to go for this. But knowing Stevie Clark and knowing his previous tactics, and leading even West Brom fans as well, he's pretty negative. He'll do all he can to take us as long as he can. I mean, if we lose tomorrow, we're out. And that's just. I just think it's going to be one of these games that you watch and think you're going to be hiding behind the couch. The most uh, yeah. successful way of trying not to lose is trying to win then. 
That's the only thing I can come up with Because I know of no manager or set of players Who can plan for a draw mm. A draw can happen But you can't plan for one Annoyingly, Alex we, we actually don't have that many options this time though You know, in the past And this might seem strange Because a lot of the, the stuff we get on Scotland Tends to be negative You know, we've not been anywhere for a while And we're not doing as well as we should be But on a purely personnel basis yes. I don't think people ever agree On what the starting living should be Because like it or not we, we do have a lot of options This time though Is his hand forced Limited. a little bit Now there is no yeah. McTominay There is no Armstrong there is no Patterson There is no Ryan Fraser So the, the, There are there would only be I can't even imagine What, what would a surprise look like Tomorrow night really Because well, even a maybe, Kenny McLean He likes to throw a Kenny McLean in But he's out of the squad So I'm not even really sure What a, what a yeah. surprise would look like The only thing I can think about Is possibly Turnbull Coming into the mix Gordon I, don't, I actually yeah. don't see it but You'd I'm be just, really I'm, surprised Wouldn't yeah, you Yeah absolutely I'm just looking at the possibilities Maybe Lewis Ferguson coming in But with the experience of Um McGinn and McGregor I just cannot see that happening You're, I'm scratching the surface To just come up with names here really So I don't yeah. I actually think this will be the team Maybe Nisbet keeps his his place mm-hmm. Having listened to Steve After the, the full time whistle He says I would like him to get one or two chances Nisbet in the game, within the game But I just think you have to go back To the guys that are playing At a very good level You know And obviously mm-hmm. Shea Adam Comes into that bracket Because I mean even at the back It might be the case I don't know that Liam Cooper has He comes in That again that's not it's not huge is it No one's going to really be Yeah uh, well, the, the only thing that would work then Is you put Hanley To the right hand side Cooper well, That was the first game wasn't it Yeah You go back, your, back to your Original uh, mm. back line And that didn't work Particularly great on the night God, I, I just think when you've got Henry I, Listen I thought he's done No too bad when he's come on He's actually better with the ball Than most of them as well He's quite comfortable You've got Hanley He's aggressive I prefer him in the middle as well Gordon Do you know what I mean Because he can be Super aggressive He likes that contact And then Tierney Does relatively okay On the left hand mm. side how long have you been doing this dance, Hugh Keevans? What was the first Scotland game you witnessed? Can you remember? As a child? Yeah, take it away. You can give me your childhood uh, one, your professional yeah, one. Yeah, uh, I think um, 10 years old, Scotland um, versus Ireland at uh, Hamden. Um, Scotland won 3-0. There you are. So that would be what, what's that, 60, 61 years ago. That's incredible. No, that's not bad. That's not bad. I liked the, the, what was the call earlier? Remind me of the caller's name, Ian. He said, My son went, hated it. Oh, the, the football wasn't good enough. He'll never be back. You, you imagine how many Scotland fans would never be back. Especially, we, we won the other night, but I, I, I do accept that I, it wasn't I still wasn't have this great. vision of all the children sitting in front of the television set when Scotland played Peru in the World Cup. And Alan I remember McLeod it, was yeah. Manager. I got them all stripped, the whole kit and caboodle, Alec. 3-1 Peru Thanks very much uh, That's the way That's the way Scotland rule Always have done Always will But As I say Steve Clark Could do On game 28 As Scotland manager He could do with Beating a team That no one thought He would beat He could do with um, A big scalp And If they were in the last 16 Austria would qualify As a big scalp I'm trying to think what mine Yeah I probably wouldn't have gone back After my first one either That was even If you think the other night was worse Mine was brutal If I remember right But uh, you never know Hugh Keevans Maybe tomorrow um, We get the result Everyone is looking for I think we'll leave it there As far as the calls go Don't want to waste anyone's time By shoehorning in at the end of the show Uh, So let's revisit this teaser We're looking for Mm. 11 
The last 11 players Before Philippe Pilander Non-British or Irish Who've scored in an old firm For Rangers You've got Kamal Roof Alfredo Morelos Nikola Katic Daniel Kandias Nikola Yelo- no, Nikita Yelovich Sorry Pedro Mendes Daniel Kuzan Nacho Novo Arfield oh, oh, I thought that was the one He was going to miss A oh. Canadian Of course <sighs> <laughs> I'm gutted I hate when you get those ones Yeah there we go Obviously born here And yes. sounds like us So to, yeah, to yeah, speak yeah. But yeah Plays his international football For Canada Yes I'm just trying uh, would, what, Barisic. Barisic Yeah No Good shout as well Shog, but. But in, in what way was that a good shout? Because he's foreign <laughs> Right okay <laughs> He's no he's no British or Irish Any more for any more You've got th- Only two to get actually Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah Recent to times, think if any of them. No, we're now going back a bit. Um, not quite as far as your time, sure. but in between, maybe like halfway between your time and now. Yes. Um, that is, someone's going to tell me my arithmetic's rubbish on that, and that it's not halfway at all. But it was a bit after you. That's all you yeah, need to know. I'm just trying to think. Um, so it's Walter Smith's time. Hugh, I'm going to say. <sighs> position, position. Claudio Arena. Right country. Oh, oh. Edu Yes ah. Well done Morris Edu a team, a team. And the other one I don't know how else you want me to Australian um, No No Let's not do this where you just name every country in the globe Because <laughs> he's definitely not Australian Not even close Right okay He um, also played for Aberdeen um, That's a bit of a sneaky No it's not the sneaky I just don't think it's that obvious a clue So I'll, I'll work up to it if you need more uh, Aberdeen Went down south Also played for Fulham And Hull I think Amongst others uh, Fulham Fulham Hull Right okay uh, And Aberdeen oh, I've had one Initials oh, S-A Sonia Luco Well done Hugh Evans. You got shocked. there in the end I'd never got that Had to give you his initials His date of birth His national insurance <laughs> number But you got there in the end Sonia Thank you Hugh Keevans Alex Ray Tomorrow is the big night Austria v Scotland 7.45 So make sure you join us For all the build up In the company of Gordon DL And Roger Hanna In the meantime You can just stay right there And Callum Gallagher Will be up next